The Dane and Derek Show is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Dane and Derek. My name is Derek. I'm one of your two co-hosts, and I make a lot of movies and play a lot of tabletop games. Joining me, as the title would suggest, is my good friend, Dane Fogdahl. Hey, I'm Dane. Um, I'm mostly a writer. I uh, do a bunch of other things, but I, I love nerd stuff, tabletop RPGs, um, podcasts, music, all that good, all that good, all that good stuff. Yeah. How are you doing? You know, uh, I slept like a rock last night, um, so I'm feeling pretty good. I got a nice like eight hours of sleep, so can't complain. That's awesome. I have not gotten an eight hours of sleep since Tuesday, Monday. Oh, man. It's Saturday when we're recording. Not to be yeah. too behind the behind the curtain about it, but I've had some wow. late nights in a row. It's, it's been it a is week. not good. It is, uh, it's not been a bad week. It's just been like a week, a week. And, you know, like like last night, uh, my dad and I went to like a baseball game and it was it was great. But, you know, oh. the game ended at 11, you know, who so. who were the Rockies playing? Uh, the Chicago Cubs. The Rockies won, oh, wow. actually, which like really they won. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah not wow. to be like, uh, I mean, I'm not like a big Rockies fan or anything. So I don't know. I don't know why I'm like holding back on this. But like the Rockies are bad. They're not a good. Yeah. team. Um, no, we had like that one good streak where we got to the World Series, which. Yeah. A friend of mine was, always holds over me because um, he was like, you beat the Padres for the World Series and then you lost. How uh, could you? Yeah, that is. <laughs> I mean, they were playing like uh, the Red Sox who were like yeah. at the height. And they were. Yeah. Anyways, um, I don't wow. know why we're talking. Hey, we are approaching very quickly the edge <laughs> of my baseball knowledge. Um, I mean, wow. We, we finally, it, it only took like, I don't do know. Do we need like, to do a sports episode? I guess some at some point we're going to have to do at least one full sports episode because we have proven that we have the capacity to discuss sports on this show. I feel like it should just be <laughs> sports. Like it's not like yeah. an episode about like baseball or basketball. Just just it's sports. just sports. Um, yeah, because we both have had background in sports. We know a lot of people who play sports, mm-hmm. and like I don't know. I I do enjoy sports when I get to indulge in and watch them, but I don't go out of my way for them. I don't know about you, but. Oh, um, if I like, if I'm not there in person, I could not be bothered. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So you're on like a slightly diff, slightly different angle at it, but similar vibes as, as me when it comes to sports. Yeah. Like I, like I have a lot of um, like respect for athletes. Like it's, it's hard damn work and it's amazing what yeah. they do. And like, I, I begrudge nobody. They're like, like there are some people who kind of like live in our like artistic um, or like kind of nerd world who will be like, sports are stupid. And I'm like, I yeah. mean, we spend our weekends rolling 20 sided dice about our imaginary characters. It's not. And don't get me wrong. Baseball is about a bunch of people hitting a very small ball with a very narrow stick and running around a diamond with very particular <laughs> rules. It's also weird and objectively kind of silly. Um, but it's no more or less silly than what we do. 
and right, yeah. whatever makes people happy, I'm, I'm, especially if it's not hurting anyone like baseball or Dungeons and Dragons, I'm there. I'm there for it. Wow. So, yeah. We should, okay, it sounds quote. like we need to do an episode about sports. Yeah, um, sports is on the docket, but yeah, today... Look, look forward to that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, coming, coming next next month or something, we'll do yeah. a sports episode. But, you know, baseball's a nice segue into spring. It is, it really is, because it is like a spring-summer sport um, that kind of ekes into autumn, but it starts <sighs> I up I mean, it spring. goes all the way to October, I mean, really. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, sports seasons are really long at this point, but yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of like a springtime tradition for for a lot of people. Um, yep. Do you have springtime Start. traditions? Ooh, um, hmm. Springtime traditions. You know what I think about when I think about spring? Hmm. I think about how it's a allergy season, <laughs> b tournament season. Uh, going oh, back to yeah. sports. Um, and see that's when like it's that part of the school year where you're almost done and like yeah you can start to feel everyone getting antsy for summer and Mm -hmm. so like there's this weird energy of like of like you're doing a lot of things because you're trying to cram it all before summer hits before it gets too hot to do all these things you know um but also like i think the only like real spring tradition that i celebrate is like we used to go to like like a big like family gathering party with uh like lots of like church friends and stuff like that. Even though mm-hmm. we're not really religious, we would go to it and hang out with them on Easter. But um, otherwise, yeah, it's tournament season, allergy season, cram everything in before summer end of school season. Uh, that's what I think about. What about you? Um, so there's there's a few things. Uh, thing number one, uh. I'm totally with you about the school that that there's that energy of like everybody's like frenetic and like ready to yeah. be done, but they're like energy's ramping up. I super like I can feel that in my bones. Like the moment you mentioned it, yeah. Um, uh, since we're kind of on a sports kick right now, uh, the the first couple days, um, because I was a I was a competitive swimmer and we had an outdoor pool at my team whole year round. Um, oh wow, yeah, which. Uh, honestly not as bad in the winter as you'd think it's (laughs) snow and cold not that bad it's wind that's the bitch um oh yeah 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 yeah. because like the wind chill when you're like sitting like uh, for anybody who doesn't know yeah the way swim practices work is like you do things in like sets and intervals basically like you'll um like you'll do like 10 lengths of the pool seven times uh within five minutes for each length or whatever um, oh god that sounds brutal uh yeah um so there's these periods of time where you're waiting um where you're getting like rest and there's the periods of time where you're getting the next set from your coach mm-hmm. and like getting feedback and whatnot um and when it's windy that was awful uh but spring usually marked like those first couple of like 70 plus degree afternoons when it was sunny and like calm and it actually was like mm. ooh, you know what sounds nice hopping into a cold pool like that actually sounds really good um so i have memories <laughs> of that um and then i don't know if you remember this but my house the house i lived in the longest growing up had a crab apple tree out front which mm-hmm. uh blossom and probably still does uh blossoms pink very very much like uh sakura blossoms um yeah. in japan like just it's very it's a very similar um 
vibe maybe like the little less pink a little more white but like that was always a really important um marker of spring for me and it also was uh sort of a game because in colorado you know it's it it's can snow as late as like early may you know um mm-hmm. and so if the blossoms managed to survive to actually bloom in the year that was always kind of special because it was so likely yeah. that like a heavy wet march snowstorm would just rip them all off um yeah but usually at least like a couple would even survive and so waiting for those was always a always kind of a really important moment for for that marked spring for me which kind of feels mm-hmm. very um romantic and stereotypical almost um but yeah yeah <laughs> do you I mean, actually like spring though that's a question i think i do um because it's once again it's that when when you said romantic, I think that's a really great way to describe spring, right? Mm-hmm, like, true. like spring and autumn are romantic for very different reasons. That's um, true. Yeah, and I feel like everyone associates summer as being romantic. Um, and while I think that is true to some extent, I don't think it's as romantic as spring because. Spring is where, in a lot of ways, all this groundwork gets laid before you go into summer so spring kind of sets the tone for summer in a lot of ways i feel mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh yeah i mean like for me in high school like spring was when all the martial arts tournaments kicked back up there's a tournament in march a tournament in april a tournament in may a tournament in june and like, june's kind of into summer already but mm-hmm. um or i guess it is because uh, solstice and stuff but you know, that was a time when I'd be like super busy and super away from like everything else I could possibly do. Um, also for like growing up in Colorado, it's like the first time it's like, well, the weather's okay. Like, like you were yeah. saying, it's, it's like not too hot. It's not too cold. It's not quite like autumn. It's like this nice, like warm chill vibe that is makes for great, like, daytime and nighttime hangouts right because like in the summer nights are really cold um they feel way colder than they are because of like yeah, the contrast no doubt exactly and because of the desert climate we have um mm-hmm. or the dry step climate i believe is what it we colorado is um i don't know the specifics i can neither confirm nor deny but <laughs> but yeah i think i do enjoy spring because it's you can feel even now, like, you know, the things I'm doing here in LA, like you can feel the energy of people picking back up as things ramp up for summer. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, I can say this now cause it's, it's public knowledge, but with Tuesday night project, you know, we've been preparing to do a show in May and uh, the energy has been like really ramping up these last few weeks as spring has become more and more prevalent as the weather's become warmer, as we can, you know, as, as it becomes easier to do things outside, as the days get longer, you know, um, I think that that energy definitely comes with spring. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And kind of going off what you're talking about, like the romantic, I was thinking about like all the seasons do feel really romantic to me, but in completely different ways. Like spring has like a very kind of like a sweetness to it. Um, yeah. Whereas like, there's some passion in summer that just doesn't exist anywhere else. And like, um, like a oddly there's like a warmth in winter that I find. Um, and 
Autumn is just kind of like wistfully sad romantic, which is probably why it's my favorite. Um, whatever. Anyways. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will admit that I really love May. And I, mm. I'm fond of like June and parts of summer, but like overall spring mostly frustrates me. And that has a lot to do with the with the Colorado spring. Like the Colorado spring is really just on again, off again winter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wherein like when the snow comes, I'm always like, Meh, you had your chance. It's over. Go leave. Come Be back gone, and, snow. Right. Whereas like in autumn, like the first few snows feel really magical. Um, and also like, like just, and like there's the allergies in, in the spring and like, yeah. um, and it's not quite as warm as I want it to be. So by the time May rolls around and it starts getting a little bit green, there's like all the flowers and stuff is blooming and it's routinely, you know, warm. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, spring is great. Um, and then it like rolls into summer and I'm like, cool. Um, so it's, it's, I'm, I've never been like super caught up in that season in the way that I've been caught up in others. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that has also a lot to do with that like school thing of like, just trying to make it, you know, like trying to make it to the end. Um and like get yeah. get to summer, whereas like summers and autumns and winters always have like something. That's where like stuff has always like happened for me. Like spring, like you're saying, you're you're, you're setting up for for a lot of stuff, but it's not when things happen f- for me. Like just yeah. traditionally, I don't, I don't know why. Like, um, it's not like I didn't have like swim meets in in spring, or I didn't like have concerts or whatnot. Like it was just not where things were like oriented like the film festival for me which was like a huge part of high school um was that was a winter thing um when you and i would like do filming and and a lot of like personal projects like really like popped off that was summer um Mm -hmm. you know and and like settling into like friendships and like you know like routine like D D games and you know like almost every relationship that I've had that I've really liked always started in the fall. Um, like mm. fall is like a time for like connections and, and like meeting people for me. So like, right. I, I don't know, like springs, like all I've always like wanted something to happen in spring and it just like never really has. Um, it's damn pretty though, especially in like yeah. other parts of the other parts of the world. Like um, I was talking with my, my buddy um, who he's, he was from Georgia and he talks about how like autumn and spring are so much prettier down there. And he's like, yeah, because it like lasts for like a really long time. Um, yeah. And he's like, since I've moved here, like I'll just like blink. And I'm like, God, it's winter now. Like when did autumn happen? Like, did I miss it? You know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Or, or and like, especially like on the East Coast, right? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like all yeah. the trees just bloom. And, and when the leaves fall, it's like the foliage. Everyone. Yeah, from the east coast talks about the foliage oh yeah there oh yeah because and like um like on the, like the 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 kind of like the wet part of the west coast it doesn't mm-hmm. really stop being that green you know like yeah um, uh, like i was, I was up in eugene I was up, and it was yeah yeah I, I was in portland in february right, yeah. and it was just it was like green as ever like i was like wow okay yeah that's cool too. oregon is so green <laughs> yeah well i mean some of the parts I drove through were super interesting. They they reminded me of like Greenland or Iceland. It was wild. Anyways, oh, uh, another conversation for another time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think like 
if you really want to see the seasons turn, you actually have to go up to the mountains in yeah. Colorado. Um, Cause like people talk about like the foliage in the, on the, on the East coast and it is gorgeous. No doubts. Um, but like, have you seen the Aspen leaves turn? You have to go oh, way earlier than you yeah. think, but like, damn, that's pretty. It's so pretty. Um, yeah. Have Okay. Here's so a question. Pretty. Have you done a lot of like, um, narrative storytelling that's set in spring Mm, uh no i've never i haven't written a movie i haven't written and finished a movie that's set in spring i've wanted to though i've written several movies that are set in spring and i think it's because i like the contrast of the sort of like like the building up to the beginning of summer Mm -hmm. i like the, the sort of like especially in colorado like the back and forth rain um, the rain yeah. that comes with spring. I think that's really interesting. A lot of my favorite films take place in spring. A lot of my favorite, mm-hmm. favorite animes take like take place in spring. Um, I think it's definitely on my list, but I feel like the hardest part about making a spring movie is that in a lot of ways, it feels like spring is significantly shorter than all the other seasons. So to make to a movie in. set in spring, it feels really hard. Yeah, if um, you don't have like the... Um resources to like manufacture a spring on set or um you know like sometimes uh like reality tv shows that know that they're going to be airing these episodes in fall um will like have people like rip all the leaves off the trees or whatnot yeah um like that sort of stuff if you don't have like the resources like shooting in spring sounds to make it look like spring sounds super challenging yeah i feel like it's easier to do autumn or um, you know, winter even, especially here in LA, because all you got to do is put jackets on people, and then it's winter, or it's all, or you know, or it's autumn. And yeah. then to, to do summer, it's like just take off the jackets, right? And and you can yep. film that in summer, autumn, or winter, and you're probably fine. But spring reason, is like, yeah, because you need the flowers. Because spring is like yeah. the only season that comes with like, like summer has this, but like spring is the only season that comes with like popping color yes uh, and green right like yeah autumn has its own colors but they're all very specific um mm-hmm. and can also be sometimes autumn is like just already dead um whereas like spring you're like yeah where's like the purples and pinks man you know whereas like mm-hmm. summer yeah. you can get away with uh, at, like just as long as like there's leaves on the trees and people look like they're not wearing heavy clothes pff, summer you know yeah exactly so yeah, I've I've always wanted to, and I think it's it's definitely on my bucket list of films to try and write and make. I definitely want to make a spring movie just because there's that anticipation you know, of what's cut to come next. I bet like a really good place to film that would be like Atlanta or Toronto. Oh yeah. Because Atlanta oh, you could get yeah. that you could get that really long spring and start in like March and probably have March, April, and May. Mm-hmm. Um and it's like wet, so like the flowers would like hang for a long time. And Toronto would be so late. Um, huh? That's super. Sorry, I'm just like kind of like theorizing about like how how would you do that? The um, producer brain just turned back on. Yeah, it just super did. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Um, I would love to do something set in spring. Uh, I think you know, that anticipation of what's to come with summer, I think is, it's such like indicative of being like in middle school or high school, that feeling that whenever I do get catch a glimpse of it, I, 
I'm, I always wonder how to best capture that. And yeah. spring is, is always a guiding point there. What about right, you? Like Have if, you written anything set in spring? Uh, I'll answer that question real fast, but like, just to go on, because oh, yeah, like, yeah. I just had like a little thought there, you know, like most school stories are like that I know of, if they're not like summer vacation stories, they're set in spring or fall, right? It's either yeah. we're starting school and like the problems that come with that, or we're graduating school and the problems that come with that, you know, mm-hmm. like, like there are very few school stories that are like feel set in winter unless they take place over winter, like over a whole year. Right. And it's part of yeah. it. Um, but to answer your question, um, not, I have not really written um, much, much narrative work set in spring. I like some, some poetry, some, uh, some uh, creative nonfiction I have, mm-hmm. but like only really short pieces and, no music have I have I written inspired by spring. Um, mm. Always, always summer, autumn, or winter. And if if spring is included, it's always in the like the course of like I'm telling a story over a year or years. You know, right. like this gets down to like like I was thinking about it, like when do I set D and D campaigns when I'm the, the the dungeon master? And the answer is winter, autumn, or summer, almost exclusively. Like we'll, mm. I'll move into I'll move into spring for sure, um, but like I I tend to lean, um, and I I was like also like I really lean on winter, and that's probably just because I kind of like vaguely Norse settings, and like maybe I just really mm. liked the um, the scenes in like Lord of the Rings um, where they're going over um, Mount. Oh shoot. I know the mountains. It's that yeah. great sweeping shot of the snow and yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like I just yeah. like I like adventures where there's like snow of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've never really done like spring as like the setting of the of a story of basically any kind. And it's like maybe I should like because because yeah. I'm like you, I don't have the limitation of like well, I gotta wait for the actual spring to come around. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Exactly. Like. You know, it's funny that you mentioned campaigns, right? Like running mm-hmm. a game set in spring because like a show that we both really love, Friends at the Table. Yeah. You know, their first campaign or I guess their their first like through line narrative is Seasons of Hyron, which is yeah. for through four different seasons. And then I was in a I was in a game store or no, a bookstore in Eugene, Oregon, and I was mm-hmm. browsing through a bunch of tabletop games they had. And all like five of these games that I browsed all had a seasons mechanic. Um, Interesting. Different things, different monsters, different encounters happen in each season. And they specifically instructed the GM that the story is structured in seasons. Each arc should cover a season. Mm. And I thought that was really interesting. Because like I, I've been I've been really interested in playing a game like Mouse Guard or Rooted for a long time. And those are mm. games where like when winter rolls around, everyone holds up in the Great Hall and just chillaxes until it's spring again um and in the game i'm doing right now like like for the podcast it's kind of a summer game like the ed like the energy is summer and yeah. i was like we're, we're we're like tomorrow we're about to record an, like a i guess like a mini game mm-hmm. and i was trying to think of like what season is this set in because i've been 
reading all these things about other seasons lately. And I was debating between autumn or spring because I don't, unlike you, I do not like setting a game in winter. Um, mm. I've never run a good game set in winter. Um, yeah, I was actually, I was actually thinking about it. And I'm like, uh, for Diceology and the level one podcast, I was like, what seasons did I set the major campaigns in? And um, the, the big fantasy one we did in level one, uh, the vast majority of that took place in late, like like mid late winter, um, into spring though, which was interesting. Mm. Um, and then ended in summer. But we also played like a whole year uh, game through a game called The Quiet Year, and then uh, the big fantasy game we did in Diceology was almost exclusively took place in winter, like that was like the whole thing. It was kind of like a Narnia thing, like trapped in an eternal winter sort of situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like, that was like the problem, but it was like definitely a winter game, which interestingly though, uh, the whole point of the game was them to bring spring back. Like spring was like a really, like she was like literally a character um, that they met. And that was like really important, but it wasn't set in spring. We just kind of got that at the end. Um, Interesting. And then the last one, which was uh, 11 Jump Gates, um, which I think kind of like, and we could talk about this some other time, but like in retrospect, I think of the three is the one I'm personally most proud of. But um, 11 Jump Gates, it's interplanetary. So the seasons don't matter. And like half the planets don't have normal seasons anyways. But the Mm. only one that had anything like a normal like atmosphere and like that was like set in a temperate zone it was autumn and winter. Uh, so I was like, this is just, I just, that's just the, the move. And I, yeah. I it's weird. Cause like, I was trying to think about like what season would contrast our main story campaign. Cause mm-hmm. it's set in summer on a continent that is predominantly a dry desert that is under threat from like, like, you know, a, like a, a dragon that is effectively the sun. Um, yeah. And so it's like, okay, like this is 100% summer. So, What's the contrast here for a mini game that's, you know, in the same world, but still far enough away. And I felt like winter was too obvious of a choice. Mm -hmm. I felt like autumn was not the right energy. And so I'm left with spring, but I've never run a game set in, I don't think I've ever run a game set in spring. Um, yeah, because it doesn't. So, like the other seasons, feel like they like, and, and this is like a D and D specific sort of problem to have with seasons, I guess. Which is like, what's the problems inflicted upon the players by by a spring? Right, yeah. summer it's too hot; it, you can get dehydrated and dry out, and like um, a lot of like it, you can think of like sort of deserty heat monsters, and like autumn has this like harvesty sort of situation which means like sort of like your spooky bitches come out um and then winter of course like is the dangerous season right um yeah and has like a lot of fantasy like um history to it like winter is like the season of the dark things right so like one of the 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 most beloved and well-known fantasy series of all time the chronicles of narnia a lion the witch in the wardrobe the problem is that there's an eternal winter, of course. Um, right? Like that's yeah. part of that's it's like in the mythos. Spring is like has such positive connotations kind of just across the board. 
um, mm-hmm. that there's a part of it that's like, well, that's not threatening, you know, like, yeah, which on the other hand, I mean, this is probably not the conversation everyone wants to hear. Well, I know they're listening to us. Um, a dark spring could be super fucking cool, you know, like, yeah, that's like, like that, that, and also could be really subversive and like really mm-hmm. unnerving for a, a group, you know? So like, I think there's something there or, you know, it's something worth defending something to that effect. I don't know. Yeah. What I'm mean, hearing is that you and me need to explore spring in a narrative sense more. <laughs> yes, definitely. Cause I, there, there's like, there's that once again, that pent up energy, things are about to begin but what if they began in spring and you just didn't realize, right? And mm-hmm, there's something mm-hmm. interesting there. And even in a D&D campaign, that's like, oh yeah, like the adventure starts in spring. Like, like yes, it is that time. You're going to go leave the town in spring and go on your quest in spring to, to prepare for the, you know, what's to come in, in summer. Whatever that means. Um, yeah. And I guess there's like, you know, like we were talking, there's motifs of, you know, things beginning, things happening, but nothing that there is no pressure in spring. Spring is sort mm-hmm. of this sizzle of um, you're out of the thick of winter. You're out and you're right before the rush of summer. It's like a big breath. It's the, know? it's the period of potential, right? Like the whole year yeah. is ahead of you, you know? Exactly. It's ba- it, it, in a lot of ways. It's kind of where I think I look at my whole year and, I go, okay, like, what do, what, what, what do I want to, to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was actually thinking about, like, the fact that, like, it's really, it sometimes strikes me as really weird where we place our uh, New Year's at, like, the heart of winter, whereas, like, the Persian New Year is in the middle of spring, like, right at the beginning of spring. Mm, and I'm like, yeah. that feels, like, way, like, from, like, just, like, a kind of, like, how the world works and how, like, people live in the world. I'm like, that makes way more sense to me. You know, like, yeah, no yeah. Doubt. I mean, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, winter feels like it should be the end, not the end and beginning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it bisects the year in a weird way. Yes. So, um, happy new year, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Happy new year. Happy, happy, happy April new year. Um, <laughs> well, this was really good. We should definitely talk more about spring mm-hmm. and, and sports. sports. and if we ever run a game set in spring and what we learned from that but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. until then um folks you can follow the show at dane and derek everywhere and uh, you can see what movies i'm making on my website derekaiello.com if you're going to be in the la area uh two of my films are screening in la uh in may so come through um we'll have links uh dane where can we find you uh, you can find web. me. Uh, you can find me at danewrites.com. Uh, there's a link to my Substack where you can get a taste of my writing. There's links out to my music on Bandcamp. I have my podcast, Diceology. Which, uh, fun fact for everybody, uh, I'll just say this real fast. It's the the show is kind of ending. I'm off to law school. It's 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 time to go. You know, um, but what we decided to do is repost all of level one uh in in proper order of of like narrative order after the the final anthology finishes up so there's like a year and a half's left worth of content coming for for people so um stick around for that like yeah we're, we're done making new stuff but the show's not over 
and it's all going to be in one place. Yeah. Well, everyone, thanks for hanging out with us this week, and we will catch you next time. Awesome. Good up. Mm-hmm.